Welcome to Front Row Geeks. hard to describe <laughs> that's fine we can get into it it's all right hi everybody welcome to the podcast uh is all right yeah welcome to the podcast i started recording yeah cold start always again i mean it wasn't that cold i mean i'm doing the intro now it isn't like we like i i almost pressed record early when we're talking about my the, the microsoft stuff but i i stopped mm-hmm. because we're not there yet i don't feel like cold calling you guys that we're not there yet we can do formal introductions Again, like, hi, I'm your host, Baron5x, joined once again by MPX, Fates, and Asher of the Omegas. Yeah. Okay, so we'll, well, let's, let's get into it. Um, I guess just to start off, just to kind of, to icebreak for the day, I wanted to go over a little bit of, of what I've been in, what I've been watching. And I don't know if any of you all have seen any of this stuff, but I'll, I'll go through it and just kind of give my two cents of what I've been watching so far. Have you all been hearing the 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 feedback on the last of us the tv show uh i've seen some initial reviews and it seems positive i mean like the only thing i've seen was one meme which is uh i i don't remember the character who plays joel in the tv show but it was he was basically saying i'm a 50 year old 50 year olds don't sneak as much as you think they do in video games so that's why he doesn't crouch as much in the actual show that from the last episode that came out because i haven't watched that one yet but that, that sounds silly. It it sounds silly because it's like people complain about Joel's not sneaking enough, and it's like he's a fifty year old man. I mean, he's also a fifty year old man tempered by twenty years of post apocalypse. I think he can probably do uh, a burpee or two. I you see that sounds like episode two stuff. I haven't seen episode two yet. I'm a little behind on TV, so okay. I've seen the yeah. First episode. Well. But- from what I can tell, first of all, I'm not going to hold it too hard to the heels that, oh, it's not exactly like the gameplay, because let's face it, the gameplay, trying to cha- channel that onto the screen is going to be much more boring is capturing the cinematic aspects of it, mm-hmm. which honestly, you could probably, you know, if you needed to have Joel slash uh, Pablo Hidalgo uh, crouch for the scene. You mean Pedro Pascal? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, sorry. The Mandalorian? I don't watch that. Poor, anyway. Poor Pedro. He's a national treasure. Yeah. If he needs to crouch, they could just simply do some forced perspective stuff. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff that they could just game over. But as I understand it, it's been a more or less adaptation of most of the story beats of the game. In other words, if you played the game, you've already seen half of the show. Yeah, this is about right from the first episode. Which, of course, they, like you said, they remixed a few things, so it's better watching it as opposed to, you know, playing a game, right? Because you can't do that. And then the well, you can't do it. certain first-person perspective things. Yeah. Long story short, it's been pretty good so far, and it looks like it's doing a really good job. Even even not having watched episode two, it sounds like they're 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 keeping it going as far as the quality goes. With with changes here and there, but personally, I'm I'm okay with that. I like when TV shows don't try to uh, adapt beat for beat a video game just because it's too different. I don't know. They're adapting enough. Right, right. I mean, they are, but like, but they're not beholden to it. At least, not for every beat, which is a mistake that places can make. Which is funny. Uh, the, the mistakes that we see are, are extreme. Either, either adaptations are too beholden to the material. Don't... I have never heard of one of those, honestly. The only one that comes close is like Lord of the Rings, and even that had its uh, departures. Yes, I'd I'd like to know which video game, TV show slash movie was sight sources. You know, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, I would guess. Even that one had some wild deviations. Yeah, that was a deviation, and and I argue it was too far of a deviation because I don't like I don't like that they video games always like that always have to include like real world like insert characters or whatever you want to call it. Well, it, that, that's the thing is like they were incorporating like three different continua 
in that movie, one of which was the Archie comics, which did actually have humans in them. Well, Sonic has always had this weird relationship with humans. Like, you have, like, Sonic Adventure, where Sonic is literally sitting in a town full of humans, not naturally shaped. And they treat him like a normal, and they talk to him like normal. Uh, I mean, that's far before we get to Sonic uh, 2006. Jesus. No, 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 no. No. Uh, Monster Hunter is another one, I think, is a good example of that, where, like, why did we need the uh, quote-unquote real world to exist? Why can't they just be... I haven't seen the the, the live-action one, but just the fact that they had to somehow sneak in a, uh, oh, we're going to be isekai No, no, just, yeah. just yeah. put her in the world of Monster Hunter and have exactly. her be a rookie hunter. I <laughs> think it's just that whoever the producers are don't understand that uh, people can actually understand that, that this is not Earth. That there are ways of doing that, and that's basically just when you're doing the padding shots, show off some of the local fauna for Monster Hunter. To Golden. <sighs> so anyway, yeah, if you haven't seen The Last of Us, I, I would definitely recommend it. Even if, even without the connection to the video game, I think it's a pretty good, like, you know, zombies-ish tel- genre television show at this point, so. But, again, but I also like Pedro Pascal, so maybe that keeps me in more than heavy. Almost more than the other group, so your miles are very bad. I think so far it's a good television. You know what's not a good television show? The next, uh, thing, the next thing in my list that I don't know why I asked it that way. Like I was going to surprise anybody. And I also watched the that Velma uh, cartoon that came out. You yeah. mean the thing that people tried to make into an adult show and mm-hmm. failed because quite literally, no. So so here here here's the thing. I'll, well, here's how I'll start my my observations on it. It's, it's. Not, I don't think it's a bad show, but it's definitely not a great show, and it's barely good. It's barely good. It's just whatever is between not bad and not and good. It's it's in that section. the The problem is, is that I think everything, everything to do with that show that isn't related to like you know the cultural history we have with like the Scooby Doo characters, I think is actually pretty funny. But anything that has to do with like spinning off of the characterizations that we know of these characters is is what falls flat if not worse so what you're saying is that it should never have been scooby-doo related in the first place yeah yeah it could have just been random high school teen mystery that had nothing to do with the scooby-doo characters and it probably would have been a fine show but everything everything good about the show is immediately nullified if not taken 10 steps back by it trying to to like warp the scooby-doo characters and not that doing something like that is impossible to do. Like, it's hard not to compare to the other HBO animated show that's successful, the you know the Harley Quinn show. They do, I think they do a good job of that kind of stuff there. There's for some reason parroting those characters and you know you know remixing them a little bit works there. It just does not work in this show. It's not done to any any positive effect. None. Maybe the only thing I can think of, well, maybe two. But I'm being generous. The only thing I can think of that it, it makes kind of sense is that for some reason the Shaggy character that they have in this show is like absolutely not a stoner. And it, it looks like his arc is going to be I he eventually becomes a stoner. And there is some comedy in that. But weird. The only other thing is 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 Fred's characterization of like a rich white guy is is kind of funny. Mostly because he's just, just like a guy who who has never had to take care of himself ever, and they, you can make comedy out of that. But again, it didn't have to be Fred. It could have just been random rich person, you know, comedy. So yeah, ultimately, I I think, I guess I'll still watch it. I thought for sure I was going to drop it, but I found myself laughing a, a couple of times in the second episode that I watched. Well, we understand your bare minimum of watchability. Yeah, it's just there's so much to watch. That's the, that's the other thing that makes me consider dropping it again. It's like, I have too much to watch. I don't. I don't know if I need this. Like I like I said, it's kind of good, but I don't know if I. It's not offering anything like I can't get somewhere else. But otherwise, if it wasn't for the Scooby Doo parts that they're trying to mess with, it could be a decent like. It should have been like a, like an Adult Swim original somewhere in there. Like it could have done that. Again, just some teen mystery drama making fun of adult content sort of thing. Fair, but but yeah, that's my two cents. Questions, comments, concerns.
<laughs> no, I I don't care about Velma at this point. In fact, yeah, I didn't want to watch it, nor will there be any way of getting me to watch it. That's fine. I had I I can't possibly recommend it. Like like the, maybe that's the, the best sticking point I can give it to it is that I can't possibly recommend it to anybody. Well, okay. it's like I watched a clip of I think the part where they're trying to show that uh, Fred is trying to do stuff, and it it's the humor I actually hate. Because it's like, it to me, it doesn't come off funny. It comes off as just, Ugh. I mean, I don't know what you're referencing, so I can't. Maybe it would be there. funny if it was an actual situation with a real person that you could go, wow, look at this imbecile. But when it's staged as like, oh, this cartoon character that you used to know, now, whatever, it's like, yeah, what am I supposed to take away from it? You know, that that's the other thing. Like I'm, I've again can't help but compare it to the other HBO show, the Harley Quinn, that does it. That sometimes when you take characters, you know, especially the superhero characters on that show, and like like make poke fun of them a little bit, like it sort of makes sense because these are like superheroes that like are you know have like a have been risen up in certain ways, you know, maybe even put on pedestals to a certain degree. That it's kind it's kind of funny to see them kind of twisted in that way, but otherwise like. The Scooby-Doo characters have always been kind of down to earth, so it almost seems mean to like put them in like the light that they put them in. Sometimes it just seems kind of like uh, uh, something hearted. Not um, I'm missing my words here. Like um, it just seems kind of mean. It just kind of seems like not funny, but it happens to them again. If it was just some random other characters, yeah. It might well, have been this funnier. is why I just don't care to talk about it because I don't think there's much to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's it. I mean, look, they'll. Likely never be another reason I need to bring it up again. Just figured I'd talk about it just because it's just what I'm watching right now. Yeah. And and that's it. That's the only things I really care to talk about. Uh, oh, I guess there was Box Machina, but an okay show. Fun. I am about. It's, it's, uh, it's the... It's <laughs> the interpretation of essentially critical role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's... Uh, it's the critical role story animated into like its own original... Like, I don't know if they've just simply taken the actual uh, events and just simply scripted it out so it actually rolls off uh, naturally versus how it was role-played, I'm guessing. I haven't watched yeah, any of it's it. It's basically that. They just, they, they, they took the, the, the beats, the beats that they get role-playing the game and turned it into a sequence of, a sequence that works on it in an animation. It, it works pretty well, actually. I've been seeing some back-to-back clips of, like, when it happened during Critical Role versus what happens in the animation, then, like, I see how they adapt it, and I like it. It's a likable show. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty decent fantasy fare, yeah. honestly. I think it's just the, the 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 novelty of knowing that it came from Critical Role, which I had never seen before, by the way. Yeah. The novelty of it is, is interesting, and I like to go back and, like, okay, when did that actually happen? How did they, like, come up with that? How did it actually play out? Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of neat. I, in some ways, I think it's like it's almost like every, everybody's like own like dream fantasy. Like, oh, if we could only like turn our this campaign that we're playing right now into a story like that, it'd be the best thing ever. And like, Critical Role did it, so like, kudos to them for doing it. That, that's about it. It's just a nice time. Okay. Well, it's not new. I mean, most of them don't get turned into animation, but like, there have been book adaptations. Well, technically, the one I'm also thinking of did get turned into an animation, so... It, does it start with the name Record of? Yes. Okay. The anime? That sounds familiar. Yeah. Yes, it is. Oh, okay. I think that, that one's on my to-do list. I've just never seen it yet. Uh, do you know which Record of we're talking about? I can only think of one Record of show. Okay, what's the last word? Ragnarok? No, no. Oh, then I'm thinking of something That's else. That's not the one I was thinking of. Oh, okay. I was when I hear a record of my brain went to load off. Yes, yes. Oh, load off more specifically. Then I'm. Yes. I, I'm in. I'm in. Not to know. Is this worth pursuing? <laughs> Try to look this. This up. is like the classic anime to watch if you're into like role playing games in D and D. Yeah, uh, considering that like the writer for Lotus Wars has fully admitted it's based off of a campaign that they did in D and D. Oh well, I mean, that sounds cool. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, record of Ludos, you said, right? Lodos. Uh, let me load it. Dos. Lodos. Okay. Oh, there you go. That's how it's spelled. Okay. I'll have to look that up. That look. That sounds kind of. Wait. Are you sure about that? I thought it was one D. I 
I swear eliminating we are translating Japanese to English, which sometimes has strange spelling. Uh that that's true. I just that's what I remember seeing on the um on the package. But considering how it's pronounced Lodos Wars, uh there is like this uh meant to be this step between the two, so that might make sense in Japanese for there to be two D's there. The Google. I, I'm double checking. I'm double checking, but I'm pretty sure that will get us where we need to go, or at least where Eddie needs to go. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of anime, to continue on with the podcast. Uh. Okay. Okay. All right. So the one thing I wanted to bring up that kind of got heightened after I I talked to to Asher pre-recording was that as of today, three anime from the current season have been delayed. Two of them today. Following, I think, Nier's announcement yesterday or day before. So Nier Automata, like yesterday or day before this recording, announced that they have to put an indefinite pause on the release of their an- their currently running anime. And they have only received three released three episodes, and number four and beyond are indefinitely delayed because of some issue. Which then followed by the news today that two other an- currently running anime had to do the same thing. Edited for accuracy. Uh, do you happen to know which two? Yes. Um... One is my friend won't let me be invisible, something like that. Uh, oh, uh, Kobo won't let me be invisible. Yes, which uh, a mutual friend of Eddie and MPX uh, was looking forward to. It's supposed to be really good. A lot of the again, a lot of the people that I know I've mentioned people that I looked to for reviews yeah. before mentioned that's a highlight of the season. The other one is a Akayashi Triangle anime, or ah. or Akayashi Triangle was also delayed. Uh, I would say that there's probably not that much of an issue, per se. I mean, delays do happen. Okay. I mean, uh, when COVID initially happened uh, back in 2020, a lot of anime got delayed. So. And, and when I went to Google to make sure I knew what three we were looking at, it is there is a story saying that uh, Akayashi Triangle was delayed due to COVID. So. Yeah. There's there's that right there. Um, David, I don't know if you looked up. I did, and what you said about near. No, I am putting that straight in the rumor bin. Okay, so there's a rumor. We don't. We don't. Is it a rumor worth talking about? Should we or just not broadcast it at all? Uh, well, given the fact that there is an official announcement from the animation project team, uh, take this with the basically thing of do not trade it as truth. It is probably 100% garbage. But when I learned of uh, near basically pausing uh they hadn't yet announced the reason why it was postponed but people were uh, but there were rumors that it was postponed and the rumor was oh it's because they lost the episodes which uh official announcement states uh due to covid19 uh admittedly they don't explain how it impacted the production but it's one of those like ugh wouldn't it be funny if, if the, to make your rumor true that you heard that the answer is due to COVID-19, somebody was, was so sick they accidentally pressed the wrong button and it caused you deletions to happen? That's that's the, the universe in which all these rumors are, come out to be true. I, no, I hate that. No, 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 don't. I don't. prefer my fan theory that Yoko Taro stole it. <laughs> like, it now it's for me mean. He, he stole it to sell it out of the back of his van. That he was going to sell near, uh, oh god, the remake of the original near game out of. The, the reason I brought up the story is I thought it might lead to a discussion of like you know like you know anyway, anime industry always has his stories about people getting overworked and the the crunch of it all blah, blah, blah. But it turns out for all the I mean, not that I'm saying none of that it doesn't exist, but all three of these now that I'm looking at it again, all these th- these three different studios are saying it's COVID. So all three of them are saying COVID got us where we, we can't continue. Yeah, it, admittedly, there was the fact that, like, you mentioned when I had uh, talked about the rumor beforehand that it's like, don't you feel like because the Near Animation Project did it first, the other two were like, oh, let's give us more time to do stuff and yeah. followed through. It's like, that that could be a possibility, but given the fact that sometimes these, by uh, the way, the animes... Uh, studio system works they really kind of are based off of like whatever they can get out the door so they uh, they would not want to necessarily do that without very good reason right right 
Which, unless you're like Attack on Titan, and then it's like, well, whatever the fuck is happening. <laughs> for for more on that, see our last episode. <laughs> but no, I guess after all that, I mean, that's that's the answer to the big mystery. Heart goes out to all those studios dealing with uh, the disease. Hopefully, they all get better soon and help their anime schedules go back on track and everything works out. Okay, all right, so let's let's get into this one. Okay, so. This next topic could be basically two parts, one leading into the other, just because I just want to get a poll of the room and, and just kind of pull feelings and thoughts and, not, and opinions on the whole situation. So let, let's make this this first part like the root of that. So this whole Activi- Activision Blizzard buyout happened while we weren't recording podcasts. So we, I think we might have talked about this at side conversation or streams, but we've never brought it up on a podcast to actually get into and maybe we don't even need to get that deep into it because I think everyone knows about that now. There, there may be more or less something new to report on it. Microsoft is still trying to buy them. Activision Blizzard is still still a crummy company that, that treats employees terribly, and that doesn't seem to change. I guess how I wanted to take that tied in with the other thing I wanted to talk about is that, like, I'm trying to see how, how best to frame this question. Like I, I guess at some point, like when you have a company like like Blizzard, let's let's just start with them. Be direct, right? Be it's been. It feels like it's like for like the last like two or three years straight, we get nothing but like just like how terrible that company is, right? Like as far as the, yeah. how what we hear about them, they mistreat their employees. You know, they have all these like awful, awful loot box mechanics or the stuff that happened with Diablo Immortal, and it's like at, like at what you know like. If they make, I guess it's hard to argue that they don't make games that are great for the most part. Asterisks to that, depending on your taste. But like, like, like at one point, is it like, and these guys suck? Do I still want to be giving them money? Or like, does that even matter? If I want to play the game, let me just play their game. Like, but then I guess they keep taking my money and do terrible shit with it. It's like, man, where's the line? And like, should we even care? Like, yeah, I wanted to pull pull your thoughts on that kind of stuff. Well, this will probably get us delisted in China, but fuck ten cents. <laughs> there we go. Got that out. I mean, yes, absolutely yes. FRG endorses that statement. <laughs> One of the few statements that all of us could probably agree on. Fuck ten cent. But does that mean fuck any game they touch? You just immediately like kind of played, or is it just uh, have the sentiment? It, it's really hard to say. It's it's really hard to say fuck a- a them and everything they touch because. Everything the light touches is their kingdom these days. Wow! And it could be any because, like, they even have their like, a, uh, like they don't have enough stock to actually start enforcing things in Square Enix, but they have stock in Square Enix. Which obviously, that's that's one bridge I can't cross. Is I can't say fuck Square Enix. I could never actually uh, put that out there because I. I Despite some foibles, I'm still very much a Squeenix fanboy. But right. they've got <laughs> But they've got their fingers in just about every pie in the world. And it's you you can't you can't avoid Tencent and also be a gamer, it seems like nowadays. Unless you're sticking purely to indie games. And, and we're talking yeah. like uh, the only way would be like indie games that are kept on itch uh, io because yeah because i think they've even got steam don't they they have steam stock and but it's once again that level that they don't have enough say to start influencing them unlike well yeah no other companies yeah well and that's part of the problem is that essentially their whole point is they buy in enough to not necessarily be uh, have controlling interest, but have voice at the table interest. Mm-hmm. So, which, for the sake of clarity, yeah. it, what? It, let me ask this very open ended. What is it about Tencent that that kind of earns them that ire? <sighs> do you want uh, one thing, or do you want like a list of war crimes? And you can probably like like two or three. I mean, uh, they have done uh, the voice at the table. Of basically delaying the game because it has something that one of their own game companies was quotations working on. And so they delay another game's release until it's quotations in direct competition with their game. Oh, yeah, I remember that story, but I can't, I don't remember what game that was. But it sounds, yeah, it sounds familiar. Uh, I think that was actually, uh, that was something from XC Games, I believe. Because 
X, they have enough of X seed to actually be a shareholder and actually do influence. Um, and they can't do it with some of the big boys, but they can do it with some of the mid-level uh, publishers like XSeed. Uh, other factor is that almost every single game produced by uh, Tencent, the ones that actually are produced, or they've had enough sway in that publishing company, generally include microtransactions. Gotta love those, your favorite. <sighs> Even when the game doesn't need them. Well, I mean, as a rejoinder here on this entirely separate topic, when uh, the creator of Vampire Survivors decided to go looking for a company to turn his game into a uh, mobile app, <laughs> all of them skipped over him because he said in a completely straight face, no predatory uh, monetization. So that means we can make money. Which is the white of mobile games. Yeah. And it doesn't help that there was, in fact, a lot of clones. And I don't mean clones in the sense of like, oh, it's like Vampire Survivors. I am talking about those that directly stole the code, the assets, and like uh, the gameplay specifics. Like, not just simply like, oh, hey, this is similar. No, it's like, wow, why is these uh, Vampire Survivors on this uh, app store? But now I have to pay a dollar to get access stuff. Uh, undead, uh, undead stay alivers. I'm trying to think of terrible knockoff title yeah. for vampire survivors. Um, no, it's even just it's even just vampire survivors. But instead of uh, vampire with a traditional P I R E, it's a P Y R. Oh, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, I don't know, but it was actually it such an issue that they had to make uh, their own version effectively. Mummy campers. <laughs> wow, I I buy that. No, I wouldn't. But <laughs> please don't. No. But uh, my opinion about Microsoft purchasing Activision Blizzard just seems like you know just another stage of uh, the monopolization of various things. Yeah, I mean the only thing is that like Microsoft does try and treat its studios with respect. Asterisks. Asterisks too. <laughs> to a certain degree, to a certain degree, David, I would have said the same thing a week ago, but then Friday we find out they do these mass layoffs. Which well, everybody's doing the mass layoffs. Everybody's doing the mass layoffs. Yeah, but that's not that's not good. It's almost the argument that I had for the anime thing, where they're like, now that now that one company does it, like gives the other companies excuses to do it too. It's like, well, if Google did layoffs, we can do it too. All right, guys, like. Well, it play. wasn't Google that did it first. It was like everybody else doing it first. So, right, yeah, somebody went first, and the other tech giants went like, "Oh, okay, that's a way I can save money," and they're doing it. I can do it too. I don't think it is the fact that somebody's transcending that. I think it's the fact that they all see the the same accounting problems that are probably coming up across the board because of the you know how the corporation is structured. And the, the way I think it is, is that they just simply see it as an easy way to make sure that the first quarter of the year is still in the uh, black versus the red. It's still not, it's not, it's still not something I would say is great. No, because no, in some ways they shouldn't have hired those people in the first place if they can't actually feed them. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, basically I guess with how that colors my vision of the whole Microsoft thing is that I there is a part of me that was like, okay, well, maybe... Microsoft will will lead by will be able to lead by example better than others. That'll get other companies to do it. But again, if all they're leading by example is this this way of doing business, that doesn't make me feel that much that good about it anymore, or at least as good about it as I did, might have before. But I'll be honest. My whole takeaway from the Microsoft Activision Blizzard King merger is because remember King Games, aka all the crushes, um, is in there is in the mix on that too. All the crushes Activ of all the candies. That has been actually a bigger problem for the Activision Blizzard uh, management style for some time now. How do you mean? But, uh, my, oh. I was just saying, I, I was just asking how, what did you mean by that, MPX? I didn't understand. Uh, okay, I watched something from Bellular recently talking about how uh, one of the creative directors, the actual lead uh, designer or producer, uh, is the person in charge of WoW Classic was unceremoniously fired simply because he didn't want to follow the new procedure 
that was established by the ABK uh, HR, you know, monoculture, essentially. Because, okay, they were setting up a thing of where they were trying to make sure uh, employee evaluation was across the board in all uh, departments of the company. In other words, Blizzard, Activision, and King Games. And the way they constructed this is that you need to assign so... You need to at least assign 5% of your employee base with a developing uh, recommendation or evaluation. And by developing... This does not necessarily mean that somebody is improving or it's like in a transitory state. It means they are barely passing grade as a uh, evaluation. And this does end up impacting them, especially on their bonuses. And as if you know anything about how Blizzard runs their uh, business for some time, they rely heavily on those bonuses at the end of the year. Yeah, see another report that came out last week showing Blizzard was one of the lower paying tech companies in that area. Well, the idea is that they were working off of, you know, a bonus structure where you get a very mean salary, but the idea is is that if everything's going well and such, but the bonuses cover that. At least that's how it used to be, and I don't know whether those bonuses are the same as they used to be, in effect. The the discourse would probably say not, but but we see their intent. Well, it's a question of how those bonuses are applied. Let's face it, if you got half your salary at the beginning of the year, would you have the wherewithal to make sure that it's lasted throughout the year to cover the various expenses? Right. Versus doing something silly like, oh, hey, I just got $30,000, I'll buy a car, and then have to eat you know, ramen for the next six months because you really don't have enough money to buy food because right. you we're poorly managing your funds. Then again, it's all, you know, up in the air. I think they've probably been having some poor management overall. <laughs> yeah. Probably about. Just a little anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I guess I, I guess overall, when it comes to that and, like, this this idea of, like, you know, these bad actors and funny biz- business practices, like, there's, there's always the idea of, like, okay, so that we just have to put up with it as consumers, like, like if, if Blizzard wants to have their you know their their like money gouging practices of of their loot boxes or whatever like you know, what are our options right it just feels like someone has to make a good decision about it but what do we get to do and I think what it comes down to is that like you know if well, they have the it totally games, comes down to my decision essentially I'm not purchasing anything by Blizzard or I don't care that I like the idea of StarCraft too. I don't care if it's a 10-year-old game now and I could probably get it for cheap. I really don't want to play and pay for it. I, and, and that's and probably I one of the better options, per se. Yeah. And, and that's what I, what I was trying to build to build to, is that, like, you know, don't play what you don't want to play. Play what you want to play. Like, I think at a consumer level, there's only so much you, you can do to, to sway these big companies like that. Like, and sometimes, you know, internet outcry helps and or doesn't i don't know it's hard to say uh even then but like internet outcry is how you get the set pr- problem for the next situ- topic on the list yeah you know i mean and that's what i'm trying to tie it into right uh, because the other thing i was going to bring up in association with this like is you know you have you heard the news about justin roiland last week who uh you mean today or i mean there's additional today but the news cycle kind of started early last yeah. week about how in, in light of his of his court appearance, well, because of his court appearances, it's become to light that he's been like practicing some uh, in, in some abusive tendencies professionally. Let's just and put it out in as naturally as possible. He has been uh, accused mm-hmm. of domestic abuse by someone mm-hmm. by someone mm-hmm. uh, back in 2020, and uh, it is actually going to court. So it's not just simply superfluous, you know, Twitter DMs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, so like when it stuff comes to stuff like that, like, like, well, like I can. The I, first problem is is that there hasn't been any charge actually, you know, rendered. Uh huh. He's just been accused. Mm-hmm. He'd still go to court. He could still, you know, prove in a court of law that he did not do any of these things. He did not do anything illegal. Or he could go to court and it falls through. Right. And he's uh, labeled as a, a, a criminal charges of domestic abuse. 
I think it's criminal charges, or is it just simply? Uh, it depends what they charge them. It could be civil charges. Yeah, it might be civil charges. Yeah, it depends if it's like a, a suit, like trying to sue him for for, for something, or they're actually. Well, the charges. difference between civil and criminal is obviously you know jail time, uh, criminal records. Civil suits is usually just simply uh, reparations, effectively. Yeah, just you know yeah. damages. Which which it could, one could be easier to prove than the other, depending on. On what well, yeah, happened. one is easier to prove depending on the other. One has a certain, you know, burdens of, you know, proof. Yeah. Needs to be guaranteed. Oh. But then again, if they didn't feel confident about it, they wouldn't be taking it to court. So what, what, so. what made me think what, in lines of, with that is that, like, like I, like, personally speaking, I, like, Rick and Morty the, the, is the big show that he's a part of, right? And like, I was thinking about, He is like, literally half the cast. Yeah, he's half, yeah, he's half the cast. He voices so many characters in this show, and like, including both Rick and Morty. Yeah, he does Rick too. Did I not know? Yeah, that? I did yeah, not know that either. But I found it out today. So no way, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. Oh, holy yeah. shit! That's it. Oh my god! I mean, that doesn't change. That it makes sense anymore. when you think about it. I thought he only did. Oh crap! That is. Oh wow. Okay. I, I was just and gonna say it, is- it yeah. explains why they talk over each other all the time. Because what I wanted to say is that I wouldn't blame somebody if they, if after hearing this stuff about what Royland, like, you know what, I don't know if I can, I can fuck with that show. Or, and at the same time, if somebody still wanted to fuck with the show, I mean, that's totally on them. I probably would have been on that boat. Like, okay, I guess I'll still watch the show. Like, it sucks. Like, and then you get the news today where, where Cartoon Network has, has cut him off from being part of that show. So, in that sense, like, if I had guilt about it, I wouldn't anymore. I can now enjoy the show if, if it was going to affect my viewing at all. Well, here's the real question is exactly how much of the show really was Royland at its core. I guess we're going to find that out, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. But I would say the voice is a pretty big deal, especially you told me he did both. I thought it was just Morty. I, I, I hate to say this. I think the voices are probably the least of your worries. You think so? Probably fi- yes. Anybody can do a Morty impression. They could probably find somebody to do a Rick impression oh, and I'll be fine. Rick. Actually, that was kind of good. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But it was, it, okay. no, it, wasn't. It, was it was passable for being like the lot. I, I didn't say yeah. good as in you should take to get the job. Good. I'm just saying, God, no, no. <laughs> but I think you could probably find some experienced voice actors who could at least imitate those two main characters relatively easily. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. It might not be 100 percent the same. The big problem, I would say, is probably more with its writing, but that can be also a bit of a uh, fog mixed bag, I would say, because a lot of people I know who did enjoy Rick and Morty the first couple seasons have dropped it ever since the past couple of seasons. It feels like the last couple seasons have been just sort of, you know, dragging. Well... They don't seem to understand what made the first two seasons good and have just been flanderizing themselves. So says MPX. I, I disagree. I think the show is as good as it's, as it's always been. And we understand your level of taste. I understand that people like, like to criticize unnecessarily. Sorry, we're ready to disagree. <laughs> uh, there, is a secondary, there is a secondary uh, side note that I also just discovered. Um, this is another Today I Learned. Um... Yeah. Squanch Games, uh, the developers behind High on Life, uh, also uh, posted today that they re- that they received a resignation from Mr. Royland. Okay. Oh, so... that's interesting. So, well, the idea of him resigning from Squanch Games is a bit different from being, you know, terminated out on the say Garchum Network. Yeah. On I, one I, hand, I, I thought guys... it was appropriate to uh, call out since you know that's High on Life, which is yeah. um. Uh, as of when we're recording this, tomorrow's game of the Wednesday. Yep, exactly. Yep. Stay tuned. Can't wait for people to zoom into the comment session and say, why are you playing this dumb game? We already funny. played it before the news, and now you're playing it afterwards, <laughs> and you must be bad. <laughs> it was a coincidence. This is because I wanted to play Choo Choo Charlie first, okay? FY. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you would have still had the problems anyway, because I doubt you would have finished in one string. Right, right. But uh, him resigning from Squanch Games is an interesting choice, uh, simply because it probably demonstrates 
one major difference. Obviously, the suit is going to cause problems with, well, let's face it, this is the problem of cancel culture is the entire perception over reality of the question of whether or not he's actually guilty of it before the question uh, is actually answered. It's just simply well, due to association. Mm -hmm. It's court of a public opinion. It's a similar yeah. it's a similar thing to what we saw, although obviously on a uh, little bit smaller scale, I would argue, uh, to like early developments in Depp Heard. Mm -hmm. uh, what? Uh, Danny Depp Amber. Well, yeah, I know. Why are you saying smaller? Well, I would because I would I would say that Justin Roiland is a I mean, you know, obviously he's a known person, but I would say to a smaller degree than Johnny Depp is. And well, yeah, not to admit, I would think that the well, unfortunately, I think the cases are too dissimilar. Okay, I, I, I just don't think that's the same simply because of how certain things factor into that. First of all, uh, one person has pointed out, admittedly this is a YouTube comment, so obviously its veracity is questionable, but it does state that many people in the animation you know, business have known that Justin Roiland is, you know, not necessarily the most uh, well-adjusted person. Now, obviously his personality is different from his actual, you know, actions, but the idea that he is not necessarily the most untoxic person can real certain aspects but uh no i think the major difference between uh the justin roiland versus depp is that uh those suits were of different times like it was johnny depp trying to clear his name versus justin roiland trying to uh defend himself in a court of law about whether or not he had actually done this well, I was thinking, that's why I had said, like, early days of that, back around the times of the initial accusation, rather than the most recent trial. Yeah, well, the most recent trials changed a lot of that, yeah. You're talking about, like, uh, the, the early reporting about it, well, as opposed to what was coming up in court. Uh, when Depp became essentially persona non grata with yeah. Hollywood because of the initial claims. Yeah. Well, it's also one thing that I can't help but think is half the reason why it happened was because of just simply money. Uh -huh. Johnny Depp had worked his life in Hollywood, but had seen less and less, you know, success over the year, recent years leading up to that accusation. While Amber Heard, while her career is nothing to to even consider, she's barely been capable of staying within the Hollywood ecosystem. You're talking about since uh, the trial, or before even? Before I'm that? talking about beforehand. I'm talking about the fact that she's barely had anything close to leading roles. I mean, she had a career. Uh, a lot of people have a career. Yeah, I mean, that's the difference between you know somebody who understands that third that they're never going to be the leading actor, but they can still have a good career in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Versus you know Amber Heard, who thinks that she's the star and deserves you know all the acclaim and acclamation of it with yeah but you know, I, I think that's hollywood ego in general i don't know if that's unique yeah i would say it's an unfortunate aspect of hollywood yeah. is that it finds these people and puts them on pedestals yeah I uh, but anyway yeah yeah i can just try to circle back to the i just think that it's just, it's not quite the same because while justin roiland certainly is still the difference is is justin roiland is still effectively uh very much important to both of these brands of Squatch Games and Cartoon Network's Adult Swim with Rick and Morty. Uh, so it is a bit of a bigger, you know, question of why are they uh, doing the cancel culture shtick of kicking them out the door immediately when, you, when things get looking like sour over the window, over the horizon, uh, just simply to, regardless of whether they are in the right of it or not. Uh, I, versus wait. what I think they did with Depp was just simply decide that, well, he's a lame horse, uh, might as well get one last, uh, job out of him by kicking him and casting him in the villain of, uh, beating Amber Heard. I guess I'm trying to understand your question. That, what, that isn't a question, it's a statement. Uh, okay, I guess I'm at least, yes, it's all very poorly worded and described, but the idea is, is that I think the idea is that if we're talking about the potential money being lost, uh, there's more to lose of losing Justin Roiland from his prospective businesses that he's 
obviously a person who is critical of uh, critical to the production versus Johnny Depp, who at that time, while still a star with star power, was not seen nearly as powerful as he used to be. Okay, so just so I can clarify and, and understand where you're coming from, so you're you're saying it was probably easier for 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 Johnny Depp's to. It's easier for Hollywood and the Hollywood system to decide that, oh, well, who cares about Johnny Depp anymore? As opposed to Royland now, who is a current, a current actor who are I would feel like they, it, the fact, then again, the fact that they actually took a week to consider doing this says a lot, I think. What does it say? It says that they actually had meetings about it and asked the question of, do we or don't we? Because I, I think what people have been asking, and I don't think has been answered yet, is that, again, a lot of this stuff started in 2020. So what happened between 2020 and the present? That uh, again, Well, what, the same thing that most things happen. It got hushed money. It uh, wasn't talked about. People who did know said that it wasn't news, at least not yet, and decided just simply... It's also a question of publicists, I would think, because I'm pretty sure publicists probably try to get ahead of the news and try to make sure some things are... Uh, cushioned in a way to either make it not part of the news cycle or, you know, uh, spun correctly. Yeah, and that's kind of where how it, it, it the reason I even bring up this question before is that like it almost makes me not want to want want to think about it too much because of like do I want to think about the studios protecting this guy while he was doing doing things that were highly inappropriate? Like, uh, they well, know, let's get into the know. entire question of cancel culture is exactly how much does the uh, proprietor of the studio have to the responsibility of their employees' actions. Right. Excellent point. Another thing I wanted, I was going to bring up with this too is that like... It's one end- thing for, you know, Activision to cover Bobby Kotick's ass mm-hmm. when he's sexual harassing people because he's been a part of numerous suits over the years. Right. Where it's very easy to say that maybe Activision does have some responsibility in that because they decide to help him out of those messes. Right, right. That's a good, I think that's a good contrast to this. Versus the question of whether how much does Cartoon Network actually, you know, know of Justin Roiland's, uh, you know, past, his current activities, or uh, is directly responsible for covering them up. Right. Because it is a good question of how much it is them actually hearing about this back in 2020, and going, okay, well, we'll hide it, we'll cover it up with some leaves and act like it's like the corpses of some other Rick or Morty. Just act oh, like it's wow. just there and ignore it. Way to tie it into the show. Yeah, because because I think you, you brought up a good point. Like, it's not just Roiland at that point that would be impacted by something like that. Like, there's a whole, you know, whole teams and people's jobs that aren't aligned because of that. And I guess in this yeah. case, you know, one would hope that all those people will be able to find success with, even with Roland gone. You know, like the show can go on, the team can go on. And hopefully it, you know, for those people's sake, and maybe for us as people who like to watch the show, everything works out, right? Well, that's the question. And it's clear that, you know, the studio has decided that they are confident that the show can continue without Roiland, at least for the interim. Admittedly, with the entire thing of him uh, resigning from Squanch Games demonstrates to me that he at least understands uh, what's going on with him. And instead of putting Squatch Games in a difficult proposition to also cancel him and also end up getting some of the blame, again, for canceling him, regardless of the outcome, that by resigning from his position, it's clear that he is either taking the time off, effectively, to handle this issue by himself, they are no longer given the responsibility of having to uh, kick him out the door themselves. So in some ways, they're probably on better terms, essentially, in terms of publicity, I think. Right. Because even if it kind of turns out that, you know, Justin Roiland is guilty of this, uh, it puts them in a better light, I think. Agreed. Agreed. But... Then again, it's all question of theatrics at the end. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. When you know hindsight, once we have it, will will be interesting to review even at that point. But mm. I mean, I, and the point I wanted to make is that it, you know, I, you know, people listening to this, you know, go, you can go ahead and enjoy what you enjoy, and hopefully, 
people who are actually responsible for all this take care of things the way it's supposed to, but you know, whether or not you you think you can continue playing Blizzard games or, or enjoying rolling content that's already out, yeah. you know, you do you and or if you don't, you know, that's okay too. I think that's fine. Yeah, as consumers and consume what you want and don't consume what you don't want. That's fine. Because I, I think there is, and there isn't even bring that up, is that I know there, you know, the internet being the internet, I'm sure there'll be calls to like, you know, not play the high life that we're going to play tomorrow or don't watch Rick and Morty anymore. Well, I'm thinking it's more likely just simply, you know, lower for trolls at that point. Yeah. Like even, I was even thinking about the Hogwarts game, like, you know, as much as you know, I don't care for, I don't care for, for JK Rowling, you know, the game might, you know, there's still hundreds of people who work on that game. You know, there's still a game to enjoy there and. Who, who other people have worked on besides yeah with that so like well the game was started like years before even any of the controversy with jk started yeah and it, anyway it's an hour we yeah. probably should be wrapping this up yeah huh yeah thanks thanks for sharing with all that yeah i, I didn't know how long we were going to spend on that but yeah that was a good chunk of time <laughs> no that was, was pretty good that we actually finished it up within an hour mm-hmm yeah, and there really was only other thing, one other thing I wanted to bring that up, but um, and we could that one may be extensive. Yeah, that that one can be maybe something we talk about uh, next week, just because the anime awards are coming up, and I, I was curious on whether in a, a retrospective on that would be fun, like we do with the video game one. We'll see. We'll we'll talk about it. Uh, anyway, any last minute thoughts, folks, before we wrap it up and go explore Eurasia? Everybody, tune in. If you're listening to this day of releases, again, we'll do High in Life later tonight, Friday. Uh, you are still on Parasite Eve, right? Uh, this will be the last stream for Parasite Eve. Okay. okay. Should be. Should be. Uh, unless I'm, like, horribly bad at doing the final bit. And, I mean, we, it is the it is the boss rush, so that that's always a bit challenging to begin with. Yeah, and we don't have save states, so can't cheese that way. Yeah, and I from from the way it's described, it's it's a true boss rush. There, I don't think there's going to be any saves between the first boss and the last. Um, and then Tuesday, because this is after our normal stream, our Tuesday streaming, we'll be back to playing Valheim, unless for some reason our time of Final Fantasy tonight takes longer than expected. But well, both well, yeah. uh, on stream bucket. Yes. Anyway, let's uh, finish <laughs> up the podcast. Goodbye. Right. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Bye. This has been a presentation of Front Row Geeks. Adios.